Welcome back to Travel with Ketu. I am a biker, backpacker and travel writer and I am the author of the Amigo series which the first book of which is Three Men on Motorcycles and we are currently talking about the second book in the series Three Men Ride Again The Amigo's Ride to Speedy If you are just joining us what has happened till now is first of all we had the prologue in which I mentioned that me and Delza had gone for a ride to Rajasthan and Delzad had a bit of a mix up with the deer and he crashed his bike and broke his leg and i had a adventure getting him and his bike back to town back to mumbai he then went to hospital had his operation and he recovered and while he was recovering adi our third amigo was getting desperate to ride i want to ride i want to ride so the last chapter ended with adi screaming i want to ride and now we will be moving to chapter 2 in case you haven't seen the earlier three videos uh, do check them out the links are somewhere here 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 somewhere there there check them out check out the other videos or welcome to the next episode chapter 2 chapter 2 spiti it is The amigos were in session. That actually means that three of us are sitting around the, my in my living room, eating like pigs and drinking rum and talking about going on rides. And of course, there was the big boss, my southern comfort, my better one quarter, the travel guru, Bharti. Let's do that again. Bharti, she who must be obeyed. Obey. You might have heard of the iron fist in the velvet glove. Meet the iron fist in the iron glove. She is a travel god, one who has been to every continent in the world apart from Antarctica, and she is planning to go there very soon. She has climbed high mountains, she has travelled dusty plains, and she can't stand people just fantasizing about travel, but demands that they actually go. Stop yakking and start clicking is her motto. Book the tickets, get going. Coming back to the starting point, the amigos that assembled, amigos assembled, and we were doing what we do best: eat, drink, and talk about riding. I had made some awesome food, and these two slackers had come come running across town with their tongues hanging out <laughs> and leaving a trail of drool right across town. No doubt, causing numerous passers-by to slip and fall and curse mightily. It was June, and the Ladakh riding season was just starting, and we are staring greedily at the numerous Facebook posts of most people getting ready and leaving for the Ladakh rides. We drooled at the bikes, <laughs> what bikes, and the riding gear. Oh, yar, what a jacket, what a helmet, what gloves, what we get it, and selfies. And groaned at the sound of motorbikes rumbling and thumping. It was like a bunch of perverts staring at porn and getting well. And must have been quite an unpleasant sight for Bharti. Ooh, look at those bumpers! Look at the curves on her. That guy sure has a big one. 
I would just love to jump on her and give her a hard ride. Must be vibrating like crazy, man. Just look at that hole. It must be emitting gas like crazy. We're talking about the exhaust. Ooh. Ah. 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 Mm. That was a sound of deep satisfaction. and that was because they tasted some of my delicious meat the food i made the meat i cooked very perverts anyway that was it for bharti she exploded like a bomb boom you lazy devil utho re stop letting go of this ride like a bunch of wires and go for a ride we all jumped a foot in there and spilled our drinks all over ourselves What? Where? What happened? Who? We are dazed and mumbled questions. Then finally, I collected my thoughts a bit. <clears throat> uh, what was that, dear? I asked gently. She had a dangerous look in her eye. I've had it with you, three fat losers littering my hall and moaning about riding. Get off your collective asses and go for a ride. I command you. We all looked at each other. Then Delza raised his hand tremblingly. What? Well, uh, you see, uh, I, I I had an accident. You remember? Uh, and 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 an operation and a screw and the doctor. Uh, uh, he said uh, not to uh, shut up. Yes, ma'am. I have spoken to you, doctor. You are cleared to ride from August. Really? That's that's great. Yay! And he clapped his little hands and started prancing about like a demented toddler. Yes, 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 sir. Let us plan a ride. Let's put a, together a list of hundred places. Let's find out where all the bikes can go. Let's talk to a million people. Let's double and triple guess ourselves. Then down ourselves in indecisiveness. Let's make an itinerary which is manifestly impossible, so that we keep remaking and remaking that itinerary again and again till the end of time. Let's, with each word, he is becoming more and more excited. He is jumping up and down and waving his beard around like a shaman waving an ox tail. Shut up! Yes, ma'am. Adi, shut up and sit. You all are going to spin. They are going to spit. And who? Are you puzzled? Spitting, not spit. Delza and Adi looked at each other in puzzlement, and then looked at she with some trepidation. She was clearly unhinged and was looking ready to foam at the mouth herself. What was all this talk about spitting? Who, who was spitting and on whom? Do you mean spitty like a contraction contraction of it is a pity? Are you finally asked? No, I mean lahul spitty. This only confused them some more. Lahul? Whose hole? Which hole? I am not spitting into anybody's hole. Are they babbled? 
you guys have very strange and kinky taste i can tell and and i must say i admire your sophistication but we are clueless virgins we are innocent we are pure we are untouched we are chaste like the driven snow we didn't do anything like that please spare us please spare us from your demented perverted desires adi got on his knees and clasped his hands in supplication laul spiti region bharti screamed spit over the whole region but which region where why is there a drought situation there ah bharti raised her hands to the heavens and turned to me you tell them i stepped in and explained to them laul and spiti is a region in himachal pradesh and is contiguous to the ladakh and tibet area it's part of the indian tibetan plateau and is full of mountains monasteries and stuff it's just like ladakh it's part of the himalayan cold desert system which includes ladakh baltistan tibet and all that area and it's actually much tougher ride than ladakh apparently and should be a lot more fun me and bharti had backpacked laul spiti together that public transport before we were married you can read a book about it one man goes on a bus that was actually the place where i fell in love with royal enfields and biking it would be great to do uh, that route on bike that uh, the first time i saw that bike man Oof. let's find out what you can do adi find the weather report delzar find the holiday calendar let's find the perfect time to go adi when can you get leave delzar when will your dad let you go let's figure out the travel cost shut up yes man i said and said your tickets already booked you are living on your birthday this is your birthday present oh what is it oh that's great that's great uh, is that all i get i i really wanted some bose headphones and a new phone and some mods for my bike and some single mold and shut up okay yes and that was it plan was final she had probably planned it when she heard about del's accident back way back in february she knew that we would get ride crazy sitting in mumbai calculated when del's leg would be okay to ride check the holiday calendar to see when adi could get maximum days of minimum leave book tickets months and months in advance and i had no clue about all this left to yourself you would be drinking rum and eating chicken and fantasizing till all eternity she said with great perspicacity you need me to kick you into action don't just, don't sit, just there. sit there go and go ride, ride again, again. Bawa's bike had risen like the phoenix. The Royal Enfield workshop accomplished a miracle by restoring that bent and mangled bike to mint condition. I could hardly believe it when Ram Motors proudly delivered the repaired bike, done at the cost of most reluctant insurance company. The Enfield people changed and replaced as many parts of the bike as they could convince the insurance people to pay for, repaired the rest, and delivered a working bike to Delzar in mint and shiny condition. Why didn't Adi's bike were fine anyway, and just needed some servicing? Adi installed his Ladakh carrier on his bike, in spite of the fact that we had bought him saddle bags for his birthday. A Ladakh carrier is a boxy luggage carrier kind of thing made of strips of metal and stuff, which you can attach to your bike. It's useful to pack your luggage on a bike and carry petrol cans. It makes the bike look like a delivery vehicle. It also makes it unwieldy to maneuver in Bombay traffic. A saddle bag is made of cloth. and it's easy uh, to put on and take off the bike it does exactly the same thing 
We had bought him a bloody saddlebag because he hated the sight of that luggage carrier. You guys don't get it. He mentioned, said indignantly to us. How will I impress girls? How will I make the other guys in the office jealous and ashamed? How will I strut my stuff at Carter Road? I need something to match the awesome majesty of my beard. You miserable clean-shaven wimps can never understand the glory of my hirsuteness. I need that Ladakh carrier to stick out and scratch other bikes and make parking and riding and traffic difficult. It will make me look like a man. Like a milkman more like. I muttered. But he was beyond all reason. Finally, he ended up using the saddlebag on top of the Ladakh carrier. Apart from that, Adi installed massive LED lights on his bike because the stock lights on this classic find it sucked. This was a very good thing on the desert and mountain roads of Spiti. But here in Mumbai, it was more useful as an offensive weapon. If some dipshit in a big ass SUV or an asshole trucker tried to dazzle you with his headlights, then Adi would attack him right back with his LEDs and dazzle him. Hey, put a bat logo on that light and he could have called Batman all the way from Gotham City. The next thing was to buy some gear. By gear, I mean safety clothing. Delja that I had first met at the Royal Enfield ride of NH17 many years back. And this was the first time either of us were doing a long ride on our bullets. We met the ride organizer, uh, the crazy laughing sir JP Singh. And he checked my bike documents and then he asked to see my gear. He was confused. Why did he want to see my gear? For the for, for my safety, of course, he replied. It was the right requirement. I, I was still confused. The gear is on my bike, I replied innocently, sending him into utter confusion. Why is your gear on your bike? He asked, puzzled. Um, uh, because it's it's fixed there, I asked, puzzled that he should be puzzled. The bike has five gears. The gearbox integrated into the engine. With great self-control, he refrained from laughing aloud. <laughs> Moron! Orion was kicking me out of the ride for mm, uh, aggravated idiocy. No, no, Baba, not your engine clutch and gear, he explained patiently. Riding gear, riding gear is protective clothing which you wear while riding. It's got armor inside it and protects you from injury if you have accident or a fall. Go get yourself a riding jacket, riding gloves, knee guards and riding boots. And scoot right now, Hood. before the shop closes. Go, 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 you will not be allowed on the ride without that. I went running to the shop and at the shop I met Delzad. Also looking lost and clueless. We had upgraded our riding gear for the Ladakh ride and we had good quality helmets, jackets, gloves and boots. The quality and usefulness of it was proven by saving Delta's ass in the accident of Rajasthan where he had no real injury apart from that knee. And like too he had broken his knee because it was the second impact. The first impact was absorbed by the armour. But when he bounced off the ground, it slipped and then again he fell on the knee and cracked. 
So now he had to replace all his stuff because it had got damaged in the accident. And we all decided to wear riding pants as well with integrated knee protectors. All the gear, all the time is the motto of all serious riders and with good reason. The pants would protect our, your skin from abrasions and burning in case of a spill and we would be protected from head to toe. The only issue was finding a pant big enough to fit us. The shopkeeper looked at me doubtfully and pursed his lips and rubbed his hands together. Ah, a real challenge. He must have thought, finding someone, something to fit this giant bottom. <laughs> we tried a large, but that pant only came to my knees and no further. Then we tried an extra large, but that only reached the hips and no further. Then he found an extra, extra large and we pulled and pulled and I brought it above the waistline. But that looked like a teenage girl trying on skinny jeans. No one wants to see my ass in skinny jeans. I couldn't even move in there, I could only stump around like Johnny Toko's giant coma. The shopkeeper scratched his head and then suddenly remembered, yes, he had one piece lying around which was, are you kidding me, size. It had been lying in his godown for ages. He had to take it off and dust it off and that created a giant dust cloud that hampered visibility in the town for days. I put it on and it fit! Oh, it fit! It fit! The only problem was it was made for a much taller person. So my knee pads were around my ankles when I stood. But they were okay when I sat on the bike. So it will have to do. Now the only problem was how to take a leak. Or worse, a dump while on a ride. Not to mention getting chafed badly if you... Uh, <clears throat> and another problem... The pants are very hot. Thick material. No? We would be scandalizing the local population whenever we stop by promptly taking off our pants. We would need to get some thin shorts to wear under those pants. Otherwise, uh, whenever we remove the riding pants and that sight might blind people for miles around. Delza needed to also replace his helmet which had nobly sacrificed itself to save him and so he decided to buy the best helmet a new helmet the best the money can buy we had a hell of a time finding a helmet big enough for the giant head of his he would take one and try it on and it would sit on his head like a strange kind of hat then it grunt and groan and try and push it past his hair it was like watching a well hmm it's too big, it's too big, it won't fit. Shut up, I'll make it fit. Don't push too hard, bugger. How will you get it off? You'll have to wear it forever. We can get a hacksaw to cut it off, I suppose. Adi said. But that might end up cutting his head as well. Nana, this hacksaw will break once it hits his hair. Baba gave us both a pained look and said in a muffled voice, Shut up, you two idiots. I'll help me. It had finally happened. The helmet had gone halfway and got stuck. Okay, so bend over. Everyone looked at me suspiciously and took one step back. Hook! Baba grunted at me warily. Are bend over so that I can grab your helmet? Oh, ah. Uh. Del took a cautious look behind him and bent over. So that I could get a firm grip of his helmet. Pull, I said, and said, standing. Pull, pull. 
Adi went behind and grabbed Del from behind and started living extremely. He squealed in alarm. Oh, shut up! Adi said indignantly. I am just helping you pull. Pull! Pull! I held on grimly while Adi and Delzad pulled away. There was a bit of movement and we were encouraged. I motioned to the shopkeeper and his assistant. And they grabbed Adi from behind and now it was Adi's turn to squeal. Hey! Oh, sorry. <laughs> the shopkeeper moved his hands upwards and grabbed Adi by the waist. Pull! Pull! And roared at them. Pull, you milk sops! Pull, you weaklings! And there was a loud pop and Bawa's head emerged from the helmet like a giant baby coming out of a very petite woman. And I went staggering backwards holding the helmet and all four of them went backwards and crashed to the floor. Dang, 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 dang. Riding gear and helmets went clattering all over the place as they lay there gasping. Maybe we use a lubricant on your head next time, I said. It would be easier to take it off. But only after we buy the helmet, sir. The shopkeeper said hurriedly, looking at the carnage in his shop. But before he could say anything, Bawa drew first blood. What kind of shop is this, eh? A disheveled and angry Delta turned on the shopkeeper with a glare and made him jump. Don't they have a proper stock of helmet of various sizes? But sir, for your head, shopkeeper looked at him doubtfully and suddenly thought of something and clicked his fingers in delight. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I think we have one for you. He called out to the assistant. Oi! Bring out that helmet we imported for the film shooting. Which one, sir? The one for the gorilla to wear. Gorilla? Yes, 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 sir. Yes, sir. We are actually shooting for the Bhojpuri version of the Planet of the Apes. And the sensor board and PETA insisted animals also wear helmets, just like the uh, humans. So we had to get a special size helmet for the gorilla. Bhojpuri version of Planet of the Apes? But before you could say anything more, the shopkeeper placed a helmet in his hands. Yes, sir. Bandar Bandariya ki Amar Kani. Didn't I tell you? It's a perfect fit. But don't worry, sir. We have deloused it and sanitized it completely. The gorilla will even autograph it for you if you want. The air tickets have already been bought and now it was time to transport the bikes. Some people say it is best to ride all the way from home and all the way back. Once you load the bike on a train, you are no longer a biker, they say. If I listen to idiots like you, then I am no longer sane, I say to them. Stupid idiots. Why would anyone want to ride their bikes 2000 kilometers down a straight and boring road in peak summer or in the rains? This is a royal infield. It will break down after a long ride. Save it for the good ride. Don't take chances of it breaking down in the mountains. Some people are nervous about sending the bikes by train. They are wary of Indian railways as a Sarkari institutions and are convinced that the bike will be stolen, damaged, vandalized, confiscated, lost, all at the same time. Hence, they prefer to send it by road on a truck. While I agree that Indian railways are not exactly Six Sigma in terms of service, Bharti cycle was once sent to Mangalore in Karnataka instead of Madagao in Goa. Because some loader read the destination as MAQ, which is Mangalore, instead of MAO, which is Madagao. But it is still the best and fastest way to transport a bike. The bike will reach in the time it takes for the train to reach, which is a day or two. And which is heaps faster than by road. By road, the bike will reach in weeks rather than days and the chances of damage are very high indeed. 
because the trucker will maximize the revenue by loading all kind of stuff in the truck and on top of the bikes also road transport uses the hub and spoke model where the trucks will ply to a certain central location the bikes will get unloaded and then again reloaded onto trucks which are going towards final destination this frequent loading and unloading of bikes crash can cause all kind of damage to the bikes which is a strangely fragile thing if you think about it the train obviously runs point to point especially if you load at the starting point and ship to the ending station hence transshipment issues are avoided all you have to ensure is that the bikes actually get in the train there are a few rules to be followed while shipping bikes by train you have to drain off all the fuel from the bike remove hmm, breakable stuff like mirrors and stuff and get the bike nicely packed up to avoid scratches and dings you submit uh, copies of documents and book the bike as luggage with the railways uh, luggage or parcel you write the destination basically some bureaucracy is there you do it yourself or you give it to an agent who will do it for you i recommend you to an agent uh this time we thought that we'll save money we're smart so instead of booking it as luggage which is slightly more expensive we booked it as a parcel smart saving money and uh, we watched as he finished packing the bike i waved them goodbye 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 and we wheeled them out to the platform they would be loaded into the train later i just stepped back till bye <laughs> waved until the outer side goodbye goodbye he cried like a mother waiting to a just married daughter leaving home take care of my baby but now the bikes had gone the die had been cast we were on our way to city sami goes would ride again Well that was it for this episode folks thanks for watching i hope you enjoyed it and if you haven't do watch all the earlier episodes in this series to get a view to to get a running view of the book check out this book on amazon the link is in the description below and in fact check out the entire amigo series as well and my other books check out my website www.ketanjoshi.net which is home of all my stuff it has books blogs photos videos everything uh check out my podcast if it's your thing uh, i am reading out uh, this 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 book hmm? this one this one three men on motorcycles on the podcast right now and uh, please like uh, this video uh, subscribe to the channel and share it among your friends subscribe to the channel ring the bell icon so that you will be identified whenever new video loads and obviously tell all your friends about it share thanks a lot see you for the next episode Then we start riding in speed.